On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Chris and Lissa's Great Goal Rush Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris, and sitting next to me is the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, Lissa. <laughs> What's that? Uh, it's an I old it's wrestling. wrestling song. Yeah. Way back in the day. How are you? Hi, I'm Lissa Walker-White. How are you doing? Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. All right. That has nothing to do with like our intro. Why would you change it up like that? Because I just did. There are no rules to this. All right. Since there's no rules, we'll start off with the one thing that irritates me. Well, one thing that irritated me this past weekend. Shall I discuss? Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know what you're going to talk about, but sure. I just read that in some really cool news, I guess, that Avengers... Uh, what? They just broke the box office record of like 1.5 billion with a B as in boy, um, at, at, at the, at the movie theater, I guess, 1.5 billion dollars that they Maybe sold Maybe because that's how much worldwide. like one movie ticket costs nowadays. That is very true, but that's not what bothers me. Huh. Is seeing the social reaction from the movie and people are like, I'm so emotionally drained and I, I'm just, I can't believe this, da 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 I understand that, but everyone is just, it's just unbelievable. And, oh, it just took me for a roller coaster, and that's great. I think that's fantastic. However, these are the same people that like to criticize my love for professional wrestling. And that does, sports entertainment, that does irritate me because they don't understand that, you know what, it's the same thing. I like watching guys in underwear wrestle. And you, like comic book heroes, fight each other to a scripted ending. Just like I like scripted endings with athleticism. So that's it. Can I say that you're all losers? I don't care, says the person who gets caught up with Harry Potter and it's dumb stuff. Sure, go right ahead. Harry Potter is different than wrestling Mm -hmm, in in mm -hmm. Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. Okay, my point is... Everyone has their thing. I don't knock their thing. Don't knock my thing. That's it. I'm I'm all I'm all for it. I saw uh, uh, Infinity Wars or Infinity War, whatever it was, just about a month ago, and it was good. It was entertaining. What's that? That was the other Avengers movie before Endgame. I'm so out of the loop. Well, I was too. I was like, I'm going to watch it because everyone's talked about it, and I enjoyed it. It was good. Can they make a movie about She-Hulk? I shouldn't even make a movie about Hulk. No, they should make a movie about She-Hulk, and I would like to be cast as the lead She-Hulk. You would have to have talent in order to do that. I I could... (gasps) Okay. Excuse excuse me. As the former and still current thespian... what, What? Yes. As the most advanced and talented thespian in this house should i jump over this table and grab my best actor you could but then you could also grab my most dramatic medal and how old were you 
I was probably larger in size than you How were when you old won were your award. you? I was 10 or 11. Yeah, because most dramatic as in biggest okay. brat or what? baby no, no, no. award. I was never a brat. Can you, I was thinking about this. What plays were you in? I was in a bunch. Okay, you, name them. I can't remember them all. Okay, I will name some of mine. Okay. I was in um, Peter Pan or Robin Hood? I forget. I always forget. Can't even Rob, remember. No, it must have been Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood. That was my debut in the local youth community theater. And how old were you? I don't know. And then I was You got to give the audience like some, like, um, were you... 10? Okay. 10? I don't know. That's this fine. is between like a span of maybe third grade to eighth grade. I don't know. Um, this is in no particular order too now that I'm thinking about it. I was in Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Also, ask me who I played, what character I was. Who did you play? In Peter Pan or Robin Hood, I was in the chorus, which is a really important role in a play. Yeah. And then I was... As in, you suck at acting, but we need some people to sing in the background. So, welcome, Lissa. We need you. And then I was in a dual role for The Wizard of Oz, playing both a member of the Lullaby League. And that tells me that not enough people tried out for it, so they needed people to play two roles. Can you Congratulations. please stop judging me? I'm not judging edit- you at all. No, stop the editorializing while I speak to my thespianness. Mm-hmm. Then I was a uh, m- m- member, <laughs> member of the Lullaby League slash girl who gets dragged around by the lion on stage. It was not in the movie, but it was in the play. Then I was in... Oh, I was the mother in Meet Me in St. Louis. Great. And, and this is all around 10 years old. This is like between 10 and maybe 7th grade, so however old I would have been, 13. Mm-hmm. So in a span of three years, like, this is this is almost on the same level as, like, like bangers that were put out by Patrick Swayze in the, the years, oh that his, God. like, hot streaks. Which, again, I will just say, please, to the Academy, award him a posthumous... Oscar Patrick Swayze doesn't deserve it. Um, then he deserves a Grammy. No, he deserves nah, a Grammy. He deserves being got winner posthumously. And no. then I was Esther, the lead character in Meet Me in St. Louis. So I I was in that play not once but twice, playing different characters. Cool. And then I was probably in a couple. Maybe I was Mary Magdalene. You know, I was I played her maybe. in some type of passion passion project. <laughs> One of those. What are those stages of the cross or something like that? Do no, you, you, I have are no you idea what you're talking about. Okay. No, yeah. It's like yeah, a church I'm, I'm thing. Uh, well, i like Okay. And then I was, um, who else would I have been? I played Lissa Walker White on a daily basis. Um, mm, you want to start playing that? One of my toughest roles. Uh, I was going to say, if you want to start talking as about a, that. As a mentally stable professional woman, mm, that to me is the most important um, that would be your best acting job. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I swear there's something else in there, but I'll let you go. Because I think that might be it. I can't remember my plays. This was, I, I remember I was in Weathering Heights. I was in Greece. Who were you in Weathering Heights? Uh, those, those, jo- those? I think his name was Joseph the Butler. Oh. Um, but I tried out for that. No one gave me that role. That was my first acting role. I wanted that because he only had two lines, 
and I was nervous that I wouldn't be able to remember my lines. How so, old were you, and were you the only black person in the cast? I was 14 or 15. Did you start I was the late? only black person in on the cast because the school didn't have a bunch of black people at the time. Mm -hmm. So that's whatever. Did I start acting late? What do you mean? Did You, you started acting at 14. I started sure. at 10. So I was a prodigy. Okay. Where you well, were... Well, you fizzled, and I still have my award for best actor. So... And I still have my award. For... for most dramatic. Most dramatic. I was best actor. Okay, anyway, go on. Your next... In the Oscar thing. I, I can't remember What did you the win order. the fake Oscar for? Uh, I won that for playing Demetrius in Arsenic and Old Lace. Okay, and then you were also Kaniki in Greece. I was in the smaller role of Greece with Kaniki. I was also in Greece. The we put on a bigger Greece production, super, and in that I was super greasy. Yeah, super <laughs> Greece, royal crown Greece for all the people who know what I'm talking about. Um, that one I was the like I was in the clique. I was not the T Birds. Yep. The T-Birds. Are you... Oh, my God. This is why you should... I'm revoking your Oscar. Well, let me explain something to you. It was a job. It was a job. It was, I didn't get into the role. No one gives a crap about Greece. Please. Um, I, yeah. I was in um, Hello, Dolly, which was... It was fun. Did you, Who'd you play? I don't remember. I don't think you were in Hello, Dolly. I was in Hello, Dolly, but I wasn't a main character. Like, I was, again, like, you were in background, the whatever. It wasn't mm -hmm. chorus, though. It was, like, a specific guy's name and i was going to say joseph again but that was the guy's name in weather <laughs> so, yeah. it was joseph joseph as, right as the butler for right. a different right. production. exactly i came back wearing the same stuff that i did weathering heights that i did something in Hello from Dolly. like the, right <laughs> the ninth eight late 1800s i don't even know what weathering heights is i was in um <laughs> 12 angry men i was the sixth juror um juror juror uh, we might not be able to finish this one. <laughs> jor or the first jur. I, I was the, I was the sixth jur. <laughs> what you want me to say? <laughs> jor or. Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, I think I feel like I'm missing one big one too. So then more and careers then Demetrius are equal. Arsenic place, yeah. Do you hear the range that I did? I was in musicals. I was the lead. I was the background. You were just someone getting <laughs> drug out by a lion. That was the early part of my career. Yep. By the end grand of opening, my career, grand closing. I was that the was lead singing in a musical. Lisa, I have heard your voice. And it's if you were the good. lead singer, yeah. then someone needs to... I just think, have yourself to... a merry little Christmas by myself. It's a dark time. How much would I have to pay you? I can do for right you now. to no no no, for you to <laughs> pull my pants up to do it. No no, because this what? is a microphone, mm -hmm. and you don't have to see anybody looking at you, judging you. Mm -hmm. How much would I have to pay you in order for you to go up and do this in front of, let's say, a hundred people? Well, I wouldn't be able to remember any lines because have I yourself a merry little Christmas. I singing I that can't song. Remember lines okay, fine. Like no, how much? I needed help with that. Okay, one. how much would it cost for you to sing whatever song that you're comfortable with singing? In front of a hundred people, how much would you? Would I be required? Yes. What would I want in payment? Yes. Um, probably five thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. Where's this conversation going with our talking about? I was curious uh, about which Harrison. roles. I thought we we this was a couple of days ago. I was thinking about this. Just which roles that we, which roles we played because we both have an illustrious 
Oh, forgot. Though I took a break in high school, I then began. Back in your lips. <laughs> I began to act again in uh, my role as Larry Bird in uh, Halloween. But we cancel each other out. And then that. also um, the. What's the cop that Serena Williams won? What was I? Wimbledon. With the Wimbledon cap? I don't know. Is it Wimbledon or Wimbledon? Oh my gosh. And then when I played Forrest Gump and you played Bubba. But we're canceling each other out here. No, but no, the point is like we're equal. Also, I've played zombies many times and I'm trying, please, if someone in Virginia who manages the film, filming of shows in Virginia, I've already reached out to you via email. I want to be a part of this Walking Dead production that we'll be filming outside of Richmond. Look at me. I can be a great zombie. Like, watch. Why do you say watch? Watch. No one can see you. Okay, hear me. Ready? Yeah. Give me action. Ready. Action. Also, that was bad. I can play Macho Man Randy Savage. No, please don't. <laughs> we don't a, have a toilet. In a ten-part like documentary series on Netflix. <laughs> a ten-part. All right, go with it. What's uh? What's it about? It's used. <laughs> I'd love to know this ten-part. He was born. What? Uh. <laughs> what? He was born and then like he, he turned into born, a zombie immediately. And he was like, change my di- <laughs> no. change my diaper. No, what the f- It's not even him. That's not him. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Change my diaper. There you go. That's okay. better. There you go. And then it goes on until the end of it. All right. Life. Okay. Well. <laughs> I could get really morbid. Emotional? I could get emotional. That's for sure. But so no, let the record stand that I... Am the superior thespian in this relationship. I love you, but come on now. You're but you yourself. also didn't say you're acting on a daily basis. Um, your largest role. That is, role. without question, the my greatest accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Would be acting on a day-to-day basis. So that my students think, hey, Mr. White looks like he's got his stuff together. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He struggles every day, just like you. Only he struggles over... Real problems. Ooh. Oh. Sorry, kids. Yeah, well, we've had this conversation in class before that, you know, a real problem is not so-and-so subtweeted me and said they didn't like my shirt today. That's not a real problem. A real problem is a real problem. That's a problem. It's not. It's not a real problem, but... Anyway, I'm not talking about what are we what are we talking about tonight? I've already forgotten after this diversion. Well, we were actually no, we can't oh. we can't we can't just go into it right now because okay. I've got to make my segue. All into right, it. fine. But I would like to also take this opportunity, Virginia filming. You've already heard my plea. I would also like to reach mm-hmm. out to Sheila G. Of Sheila G's brownie brittle, which has been giving me life for the past couple of weeks. And I would like Sheila G to be a sponsor on this podcast. Yes. Uh, not Sheila E. But not monetary. Sheila I would like G. her to just send us free brownie brittle with um, its gluten-free dark chocolate sea salt. There you go. It's got to be. Please send. That one. 
And if you haven't had that before. And then we'll give you plugs all of the time. <laughs> sure. If you haven't had that before, Alyssa has fallen in love with it and she is just eating it like it's going out of style. Yes. Also, but I've we, tasted it. It's really good. It's so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, you said also we... Also, we have a new review, but I don't have my phone with me, so I can't read it. Oh. What's well, But I could go... With mine? Maybe. Yeah, I probably can. All right. Well, I can lead the charge while you're looking for it. Go for it. Um, into the brownie brittle talk, real talk, uh, as many of you know that Lissa's on this gluten-free kick right now, and... I started, you know, I want to buy things that are now gluten-free so her stomach doesn't get all messed up. And got to tell you, pretty surprised by the taste of the food. My first thought was, it's gluten-free, it's not going to taste good. That's wrong. Everything that I've bought for you that's been gluten-free has been really good. I mean, like, there's not a huge difference between, I mean, I'm just like, flavor. There are some differences, but like... Wheat flour versus almond or coconut flour, something that's not based on wheat. Like, mm-hmm. it's flour's flour. They can figure out a way to yeah. dust something into. Um, it's it, it can be hit or miss though with like the pizzas I've I've gotten out in restaurants. Like, we went to a really delicious place. Your pizza looked really good. Mine was like, the inside was still raw, yep. and it's just like sometimes it's just not right. Yeah, but these. Are perfection. Brownie brittle. Brownie Sheila G's brownie brittle. Thank yeah, you. Brownie. All right. So our a review that we re- recently received. It had better be one star. It is a five star review. Who is this? Who is this person? Get the hell. Who? They're not getting any Sheila G's it? brownie brittle. It's hash. It's you know why I'm here. Oh. Dang. That's who it is. All right. Um. They say. Love what you guys are doing. Been following since the blog. Keep it up. We won't be keeping it up because you gave us a five-star review. You didn't listen to us. We want a one-star review. But thank you. I figure Lissa's five stars. I'm negative. Well, as far as our acting abilities, yeah. Lissa, if you want to go toe-to-toe, how about this? How about this for Great Gold Rush 2020? Let's try out for a play. And let me smoke you up and down the stage. How about that? Laying down the challenge right now because I know you won't accept it because I know you are a... I'll accept it. Scared. No, I'll accept as long as it's grease. You'd have to dance. Hmm. Yeah, and there's that. That might be a problem. (laughs) Uh, Can we have a play where there's like, uh, I don't know, black people in there? That'd be nice. (sighs) Ah. That's, yeah. that's out of mm, my wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't do that. Speaking of black people, man, aren't we nice? Gosh, I'm glad you brought that up. I was, um, I volunteered with the League of Women Voters today, and we went to a uh, Baptist church nearby to, um, they have booths after their service where people from the community come in and just share whatever they want to share. Anyway, so the League of Women Voters, we're a nonpartisan group. We encourage people to participate in the democracy that we have, such as voting. So we were, um, you know, sharing information about voting, uh, when our upcoming elections are, what's happening in the primaries, et cetera. And I just want to say that this Baptist church is predominantly black. And by predominantly, I mean, like, maybe a couple of people were not black. 
And uh, they have a congre- congregation of 6,000, which is huge. And um, mm. Yeah, I think it's too big for a church. But go ahead. I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I think that's way too anyway, big. Anyway, so um, I think any number is too big for a church. Oh, but that's just me. Back to the last episode. Yeah, really. Um, I'm just joking. I love you all, churchgoers. Uh, so this – anyway, so I walk in and – the, you know, I see see some people and I'm like, I am here with the League of Women Voters. Where shall I, where shall I go? And they point me in the right direction. And then just like every person I passed, they were like, hi, how are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? And they were so kind, walked by our booth, gave us big smiles, um, just like as if they knew us. And and me, I was with two other women. One of the women, she was a, she goes to this church. And so, like, it would be natural for people to smile at her because she goes to this church. But, like, just so many friendly people. And I, I have, I experienced that with your family. And I always just thought it was because I am your wife and, you know, I am considered like family no and they kind of have to be nice to me. <laughs> and I don't know if this is, like, my family is just not very warm and... I mean, like my immediate family, like we hug each other and, um, you know, we, we get along great and there's, there's no issue there, but there's just a, there's like superficial. a superficial, <laughs> no, there's just a yeah, cold, I think there's something superficial there. There's a coldness with, with my family again, not immediate, but just it's like my larger family that I can't, that it, it, when I am around your family, and now I realize it's not just your family, it's just black people in general, I think. I would say with, and I'm not talking about your family, but I think the, the love that you're trying to say is it's... It's it's an unconditional love. It's I'm talking about your oh, family. Oh, then I think, it's a conditional love. Exactly. There's, there's some fake to it. It's like when you see the person on the street that you don't really want to talk to, but you know them and you have to start talking, it's like... Yeah, you might care about the person because you see them, but at the end of the day, you just want to, like, be gone. Like, you don't want them there. And Honestly, I don't feel like I'm cared for by most of the people in my family, mm. my extended family. Like, I'm certainly not... Well, they, I, I think they very, I think they care about you. They care about you like they don't want to see you dead, but I don't think they care about, like, your your joys and stuff like that. Like, I don't think they care about you as a person. Like, oh, Lissa achieved this. They could care less about that. I don't think they, I really don't. And maybe I'm wrong for saying that, but I think the difference is if you look at your side of the family, like if you're looking at our families, if you look at your family, not your enemy family, but um, it's just a, yeah, Lissa, hey, how you doing? Like, you're a good friend like hey it's nice to see you i enjoy my time with you but i don't really care of your Mm -hmm. accomplishments and also i didn't grow up next to a lot of my family members like my cousins like we we all get along fine that's fine but i don't know there's like but with my family it's not the it's i didn't grow up next to them either yeah i didn't grow up next to them at all i saw them what twice a year maybe maybe twice a year three times a year and when i hang out with my family i feel as though like the sense of the word that that family bond i get that every time i hang out with them Mm -hmm. because i feel like they actually care about me my struggles in life my joys in life and they actually care about me as a person Mm -hmm. and i don't feel that your way about your family towards you Mm -hmm. not towards me i don't give a crap but i do think that some of my family extended family like there's a lot of mental illness in my family that I think often gets in the way of... It's not mine, too, though. Yeah. 
I I get it, but it's almost like mine have for mine it gets in the way of things instead of it being like a unifying thing it's almost divided people yeah i understand that i think uh, and this is me speaking on behalf of black culture but again like i told you this this morning the reason why my family always laughed at bernie Mac's quote we all family is because in the black culture we truly feel like we are all family mm -hmm. like whether we're related by blood we are going through the same experiences uh, and if you are, let's say you're a white person and you're in with a black family or you just have black friends or whatever, you're all in it together. Right. Like you're not against black people. Yeah. So like we are all family. We all care about one another. And there's not a lot of us out there. So we should right. care mine, for one another. Mine's basically like, are we all family? Right. Because we are, but yet we don't act like it. Right. You know, like it's not, we don't have familial I got pollen in my throat. Pollen. <coughs> we don't have a strong familial connection that, I don't know, I can't explain it, but um, that's 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 all there no, is. No, I think you're explaining it fine. I think you're explaining it exactly the way it is. But and I think a lot of people feel like, if they're listening to this right now, I think a lot of people feel like, yeah, my family, like if it wasn't for the fact that we are related by blood, yeah. we wouldn't be talk. We would never talk. Right. Right. Um, but it, it's, I, and again, this is kind of like how I grew up maybe, but whenever I experience people who are unconditionally loving and warm and welcoming and, you know, accepting, it just feels good to walk into some place and have people smiling. Like, like I have, I have been a, a member mm -hmm. of this church forever and some woman gave me a hug like mm -hmm. this is nuts man yeah i mean that's something it's funny because like on the outside looking in like if i just heard you say that for the first time and you said someone gave me a hug i'd be like okay <laughs> no that's that's a little too much because you know that could be deemed as too much but if you're around the culture and not saying just black culture but if you're around a culture where people truly care about one another then you understand like their care for you. I, here's a totally different um, scenario, but when we go on our vacation once a year mm -hmm. to the Finger Lakes, mm -hmm. the person who owns the house, the Airbnb, she the first thing we did, she's a white woman, the first thing when we got there, we introduced ourselves and she gave us a hug. Yeah. And when you started to talk to her, it was like, oh, she really cares about the people who stay at our house. This is not like a right. business transaction. It's just some people have that. They're warm. Yeah, have that like unconditional, I care about you. We're both humans. We both go through the same things in life. We should <clears throat> care about one another. And I think you find that a lot with the black culture more so than you would find with the white culture. Or I'm not, I don't think I'm being controversial. By there saying is that. no white culture exactly. because there's just so many people that there's. I mean, there's, same with black people. There's no. There's no myopic. Um, no, but like I said, there is monolithic a monolithic point of view. There is a. There is definitely a thing, unless you know it's a black neighborhood or something like that. But and even you give us. I know, but you no. give us a hard time all the time. But you give me a hard time about it, and you, my joking, dad, or whatever. Yeah. But if you see a black person out in the streets. 
you usually give them a head nod or you say what's up or whatever because again there's not a lot of us and we need to stick together all right and with white people it's like you walk on the street jesus you couldn't you couldn't do that like i have tried to look at people on the street while i've either walked ah. or biked and people don't want to look at me which could just be me i was going to bring something up about oh when i went to when i was on my quest to find marvin Gaye's old house Mm -hmm. and uh other areas of notoriety in dc me and curly curly james curl jones and Mm -hmm. i were in the car Mm -hmm. and we were driving together and if you any listeners are aware unaware of what our curly bear looks like he is a white poodle thing terrier mix probably weighs like i don't know how much does he weigh 13 pounds yeah tiny little um fluff of a dog so we are in not the greatest area of dc and we, AKA bad area of DC. And we, um, my GPS was confusing me, and I stopped oh at a place God. that looked like it was out, outside of a, I don't know if it was a liquor store or whatever, we'll but there, there were a number of people outside of the liquor store, and I popped out and I was like, "Hi, can you guys help me? I'm I'm looking for this street and this street." And they, like, most of them were like, oh, it's down there. And they pointed, like, whatever. Like, even in a situation that you might think is kind of mm, seedy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's not a good example. And I realized that, like, again, that so sounds like a stupid example. white person who's, like, going to get, you know. That's a uh, really bad example. <laughs> like, that you cannot speak on behalf of, like, oh, that you met three nice people in a bad no, neighborhood. No, I, I don't. Like, I don't. Nah, I just man. mean, like, I don't. Nope. I feel because also I have said this before that. Black people are my family. Like your father is my father-in-law. Like your family members, your mo- your mom is my mother-in-law. So like I consider half of my family black. Like because your family is my family. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And when I see you know, when I see a black man, I don't think about like you look at them as like I you, think about yeah, them sure. as a family member. My my because that's my experience, I don't think of them as like I don't know what most people, some white people think about when they pass a black person is to jump off the street. I don't know. <laughs> but I think about like they're my, you know, they're a family member to me. And I just, I don't have the same, <clears throat> I don't have the same experience no, I get as a that. lot of other people. Of course. Anyway, I have, a, I have a greater, I have a different viewpoint and a warmer, warmer experiences than maybe other sure. people. But Well... Like, other people like but. i said like i said to you they don't have any experience with this morning it's it's funny that you would say that about black people because think about all the hundreds of years they were mistreated I know. and yet we still have a smile on our face and people are still scared of us so isn't that a shame absolutely a it shame. is a shame and that's the, my point is like the people who are probably scared of you don't have a lot of experiences with you. Well, with, I mean, this is a bigger conversation, like though. <clears throat> now you can talk about religion and Muslims. How many oh my people God. are afraid of Muslims because they don't understand like my crusty ass a Muslim religion? Great aunt who disparages Muslims. Yeah. I have heard her. I'm like, bitch, you have never been near anyone. Well, does she in that who case, practices? Yeah, well, in Islam. that case, like, is that. Muslim people, for the most part, are brown, and she's racist. And two, a certain news station has told her yeah. to hate Muslim people. So yes. there's that. But they haven't told her that she's a crusty ass person. That's why you're there. Yeah. So you can say that. And it's, that's not just isolated to white people because there are black people who are the same way. We've talked about one of my family members who 
Yeah. Oh, such a tragedy. It was actually her birthday this past week. Was it? Mm-hmm. Well, the issue with this one in particular is a homophobic problem. Right? Yeah, but it's more than that. She also supports the current regime. Um, no, but I mean, hardcore. like, issues-wise. Like, that yeah. is one of her, her greatest. Yes, but then that doesn't make... That would not make any sense as to why she still supports our current president. Yeah, well, I mean, we all have differing points of view, don't we? And by differing points of view, you mean... Differing points of view. Or... Differing points of view. And she is not... She is not her thoughts. She is not her ideas. She is a human being. Of course, I love her. She's amazing. She's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, When I saw my great aunt the last time, I texted... Um, my representatives and asked what they were going to do about white right wing extremism because she reminded me of so thank you to my great aunt for um, asking reminding me to asking my representatives uh, what they were doing about yeah right wing extremism and white supremacy because yeah. she embodies that which by the way not making this political but that's the type of stuff that when I go to sleep at night that's what scares me. When you think about the white supremacists and, and the, you know, the shootings that have happened in the past, I don't know, three, four, five years. Um, you know, it's look fun. at who they are. Yeah, I... Look at who they cite. Like, on. come on now, these aren't Muslims, these are white supremacists. When I was trying to make myself feel better after... Um, the current individual who holds the position got elected as president. Mm-hmm. I wrote down on my list of positives that now white supremacists won't be as angry because they have one of their brethren back into the office. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking like maybe the like yeah, the, like the would, angst would yeah. die down a bit. Nope. And as it turns out, Ramped it, it up. didn't. And I was 100% wrong. That was like I tried to think of a number of positive things like that like Generally, there might be some positive benefits right. to him, be, like I just hate, trying. And to... I hate to say this, but the shoe hasn't even dropped yet. Because wait until that person is not in office, and then they get upset because he's not in office, and they try everything to get him back, and they try to burn everything down. Well, that's a little. Um... I, it's. I'm just saying, if they're acting out like this now, it could be. You know, I hate to say that, but come on now. I mean, it's the rhetoric. People pushing a certain agenda, and you can't you can't hide from that. That sucks. Off topic from that, just slightly. You know what? I'm not even gonna mention that story. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna mention it. It was it had to deal with uh, white supremacy and shooting, and I didn't want to. Oh, get okay. Down it wasn't about <laughs> Sheila G's brownie brittle. That's the segue. Or was it on. about our new? Um, altar shrine yeah our podcast shrine that we created last week so we have i'll take a photo of it right now we have a podcast shrine now and so what it consists of is a candle this candle um was freshly purchased from walmart walmart for three dollars and 33 cents not a friend of the show no uh, and then this other candle, this crusty candle that's been here forever, and I don't know where you got that from. I don't know, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's part of the the light. We source. have a pamphlet from the Supreme Court. Did you say pamphlet? Pamphlet. Is that how you say pamph? 
I said, oh, oh pamphlet? pamphlet. You yeah, said I said, pam- I did say pamphlet. I meant pamphlet. Is it because of pamplemousse? Uh, no. Uh, anyway, we have a pamphlet here from the Supreme Court. Because uh-huh. uh, I think we dedicated or we ended off the last podcast with me blowing kisses to Justice Gorsuch. So. Yeah, but why would you blow kisses to Justice Gorsuch? Like, th- no, there's no need for that. Which one is the best looking justice? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You are a liar. You told me that you thought Gorsuch was the, the best looking one. I changed my mind. Look at the way she's looking at me right now. <laughs> Look at that. Anyway, we have a pamphlet from the of the current members of the Supreme Court. We also have who is Justice Breyer? Yeah, who is he? Breyer I don't know his face. Yeah, his face does not look familiar at, at all. all. Everyone else does. Alito? No, I get. I got I mean, you, I, Alito. I, I, get I got you, Alito. Yeah. Justice Roberts has a good face too. Oh, I. Uh, we also have a small bottle of dry gin, mm-hmm. Bombay Sapphire. Because Chris has realized that gin and tonics are delicious. I, I didn't realize it. I've always known it, but I just didn't realize how much of a classic drink it is. Now, real quick, I told you today that this restricted eating the plan that Billy I'm Brown on right now, trademark diet. Yeah, the only the thing I miss the most is alcohol. Uh-huh. For sure. You can have your fast food. You can have your... Hardcore potato chips. Just give me alcohol. I miss it. I miss a cocktail. I miss a, a glass of wine. It sucks. Hmm. And last but not least, we have a, I guess you can call this a donut, that we got when we went on vacation to New Orleans. No. I knew I was going to get that wrong. We got that when we went on vacation to... Let me refresh your memory. Thank you. We went to Lake Tahoe in 2013, maybe 2013. I'm going to just throw that out there. It might be that. And uh, my aunt was with us. She bought a dozen Antimans donuts. And when we were dropping my parents off at the San, at San Francisco airport, we were spending an extra day in the area. We dropped them off and we took their rental car. And then when we took the car, we discovered that there was a donut that had fallen out of the container mm. and was in the car. So confused with the New Orleans. No, yeah, there. no, I can understand that because yeah. this donut has been on donut has been on this cup that we got while we were in New Orleans. Yes. So um, anyway, this donut has has been in our lives for probably seven, five, over, seven over five years. It has yeah, to be seven, seven years at least. And it still looks the same. It still looks just like a, the donut did on the first day. So whatever. Just with dust on it. Yeah, with dust. Whatever Entenmann's is putting in this to preserve yeah. this donut. The better question is, why did we keep this? Because it was funny. No, what what ended up happening is when we took it, we had it like in our bag or yeah. in my purse or something like that. And when we got home, it was funny because it had survived. Hmm. The, the, a, the drive and then us getting home and then we just kept it and then we kept it. <laughs> yeah, I mean this thing is harder than cement. Here, I'm gonna see our dogs just thought someone knocked at the door. door. That's bad. That's how hard it is. No, I think it, it lost. Good. It. it smells like like floral. It it's definitely weird. does. It's, it's one of those. It's you know, a cake you donut. It smells like floral. I smell mold. <laughs> it's not floral. That's really bad. I spy with my little eye. A donut that is now part of our shrine. 
Yes. So every single time that we record a podcast, we will now have our shrine. Have a shrine, and I'm sure many things will be added to it. Um, which probably will start with maybe like the Sheila G brownie brittle. Oh my gosh. No, because I'm not wa- Okay. I'm not <laughs> wasting. Like a little cut out of it. Okay. Maybe. Um, that's all I got. I thought we were supposed to talk about something else. I Make- mean, oh, we're at 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We can save it for another episode. Man, I really wanted to get into it. I even wrote notes for myself and I don't even do that. Well, I mean, that's great, but I would say at this point, you know. Okay, fine. Fine. Everyone. Hello. What? We're not doing anything additional. We were going to talk about a certain subject. We'll talk about it next time. But we'll episode. talk about we're it fine. at a different no time. Even, yeah, no so I to... hope that really gets you excited for the next episode. Hope it, it keeps you on the edge of your hey, seat. Hey, hey, hey. I, every time you say next episode, how do you not think of Dre? <gasps> Hold up. Day. Um, well, now, can you say that like Macho Man? Oh, yeah. Smoke weed every day. That would be the seventh episode of the 10-part series, Netflix series. Mm. It would be Macho, colon, a macho man. Nope. <laughs> you could have gone into like a steroid abuse or something like that, but uh, I wouldn't say. I doubt it. I'm sure he... What? I don't know his story. Oh, come on now. Yeah, unfortunately, Macho was on the juice, and that's why more than likely we he's not here anymore. We have already looked at the fact that steroid does not steroid abuse doesn't contribute to those health issues. That is 100% incorrect. We watched that documentary and they said that Oh, you're being stupid. No, I'm not. I'm being serious. <laughs> it, I'm sorry. Which documentary are you talking about? I don't about? remember, but there was a documentary we watched and they said that it didn't cause any it no. was no worse than like other steroid misuse. Misuse. And abuse absolutely weakens your heart and will cause you heart issues later in life. Look no further than the people who misuse steroids and whether it's bodybuilding. And I know it's like, oh, they died because of this or they died because of that and it's something else. But like it's weakening everything eventually. Like that definitely plays a part into it. And Macho, unfortunately, during a certain time was like jacked to the gills and... He, again, he did other stuff too, I'm sure. But he died think, at a very young age from a heart attack. And I don't think it's fair for you to speculate. And I think we should leave that to the Netflix series to get into. I Where yeah. I play him. And I'll be the narrator of mm. uh, Macho. Colon, Macho Man. There you go. <laughs> I've got to be a Macho Man. That's what it's called. What was his real name? Uh, Lanny Poffo. What? Yeah, it was. I think his last name was definitely Poffo, but I think it was Lanny or Larry. Um, I'm getting confused with him and his brother. So talk while I figure it out real quick. I want to yawn, actually. That really. Sorry, I got. I had to yawn. Podcast. You gonna start yawning? Oh, Randall Mario Poffo. His brother was Lanny Poffo. Excuse me. What? Where does Poffo come from? What's? Where's the origin of that name? Um. I mean, from I the Pafo region of exactly Macho. of Pafo, <laughs> of Macho of Island, Pafo Pafo. <laughs> I mean, um, he was born in Ohio. He died in Florida. Thanks a lot, Florida. You can tell he has a thick Ohio accent. Okay, Go something ahead. I'm really good at that has provided me with absolutely no fucking use in my life is I'm really good at identifying accents, and um, Italian, of course. No, not. 
no, no, oh, I'm Italian. Saying, yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> uh, macho man, macho man's father was Italian American. His mother was Jewish. Hmm. He was raised Roman Catholic. But go back to your. Um, uh, anyway, I'm really good at identifying uh, accents. If you're from, I can tell that you're from Pittsburgh. I can tell you're from Ohio. I can tell that you're from other parts of this country. I'm pretty good at it. And sometimes I'm good at international accents, except for that guy who um, we saw at the car dealership. And I think I asked him if he was Iranian. And he was like, no, I'm something else. And I was like, uh, I Damn. think he was from Afghanistan. No, it was it, maybe. No, no, no. I asked him if he was from um, Morocco. And he said, no, yeah, I'm Iranian. The balls you have to pull that out of your butt. Like, you better be sure. I can pick up. Um, uh, are you from Nigeria? <laughs> no, I'm from New York. Thanks. Oh. You can be Nigerian and from New York. Nah, I'm thinking about your embarrassing scenario. Remember when you asked a certain somebody, you're like, so uh, wh- where are you from? And she was like, oh, I'm from Seattle. Chris? <laughs> you don't want to get in that, do ya? So, uh... Where are I you did. from? Okay, first off, I did. Uh, Seattle, okay. thanks. <laughs> Can we just say, let's just, let's just set the scene. So our brother-in-law. Uh, you don't want to get into I will. it. Our brother-in-law is from Kenya, okay? People, okay. They said, okay. And he often brings people who are family members often. or so we've met assumed. people who are family members. Whatever, he, he'll bring someone to a mm-hmm. family function and they're often... Um, within his circle. Some of them have thicker accents than others. Mm-hmm. So he brought this one woman to a family reunion. And I was like, hi, how are you doing? I'm Lissa. And I was like, you know, so someone's like, this is so-and-so. And I was like, oh, where are you from? Not asking her, thinking that she would say Kenya. Mm-hmm. I did not say, where so are you from? Chris tries to mischaracterize it. Or maybe I asked, no, I said, how long have you been here? Because they said she was just like visiting or something. Did you just get off the plane <laughs> Did today? Did not say that. And that's when she was like, oh, I've been here for three. I was born in Seattle. And I was like, oh, okay. Not that I was not expecting. You are mischaracterizing no, my tone. No, i Where are you from? <laughs> that's exactly what it sounded like. I was at, wondering where was she from? Because they were like, she's just here temporarily. Great. You cool. paint me like I'm. I don't need to paint. It's already there. Can we go back to talk about Macho Man real quick? Pafo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say about him was that an autopsy performed by the medical examiner's office found that he had an enlarged heart and advanced coronary artery disease, more than 90% narrowed. Uh, the drugs found in his system included, I mean, painkillers and mm-hmm. a small amount of alcohol. Uh, the death was officially ruled as arteriosclerotic heart disease, which mm-hmm. I think my great uncle had. That's just a reduction of blood flow to the heart muscle. He, due to plaque buildup. Mine, personally, I'm going to attribute it to him molesting children. Okay. Um, this I would just like to say that um, may he not rest in peace. But You're talking about me. who? I'm talking about a great uncle. Yeah, okay. He may not rest in peace, but... Macho, macho man may rest in all and, of the pieces. There you go. Well, Ew. <laughs> let's just let him rest. Yeah, thanks. 
Okay, you can stop looking at his Wikipedia page right. that you wrote. No, that's a really good point. Uh, I miss him. All right. Anything else? Mm-mm. All right. Everyone have a good uh, week, rest of the week, whenever you listen to this. If you have any questions, reach out. Leave a one-star review. And Don't leave a five-star review. Leave a one-star review. If you are so inclined to leave a five-star review, we thank you, of course. But ones, mm-hmm. we thank Only you more. Only ones, yeah. And please follow Chris on what? Uh, Instagram <laughs> and what? Twitter at Macho Man <laughs> Wikipedia Editor. <laughs> Forward slash whore for macho. <laughs> all right thanks squatcho for the macho what squat like yeah squat. i get it but that was, I was stupid i was just rhyming it i was yeah. coming up with something okay never mind i have a good one <laughs> but i'm not gonna say that all right everyone have a good day or night see ya Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.